Drinkers, what's going on, everybody? It's your host, Eric Oakley, right here. You know what it is on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And I got a special guest. This guy decided that it was a perfect time, you know, to head out on a ship, on a family vacay, maybe catch some sun during my favorite sporting event of the year. The thing we've been leading up to for months, the Detroit Lions and the NFL draft. But he's back. All we have done is a few tweets. A few texts. He's here today. He's got lots to talk about. Who knows what might happen? Arguments, rants, raves, uh, laughs, all types of things like I told you guys on Twitter here on the show. The one and only at Chops and the D. Chops, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Oakry. Let me hit you with a uh, patent pending. For anybody who may want to take that uh, sound bit to the next level and use it on their own show, but that is an official genuine choppy chop. Woo! Followed up by a hashtag choppy likey for our Detroit Lions. Great to be back, Oakry. Drinking the Kool Aid. Give me some cornbread. Let's go. Oh my goodness! Incredible. And 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 Kool Aid drinkers out there. That's even more incredible because Chops is under the weather, not feeling good. His voice is gone, yet he pulled that off at the top. I mean, drink it in, everybody. Drink it in. Uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. <laughs> All right, Chops, we can't mess around here on this show. I say it often. I mean it every single freaking time. And especially because me and you have not talked about the NFL draft and our Detroit Lions. So what I'm going to do off the top here is I kind of want to just tee up these first five selections. I want your thoughts. I want unique thoughts. I want takes. <laughs> I want strong opinions, positivity, some counter arguments, and some real good stuff coming from you. So we'll start right at the top. The Detroit Lions are picking at six. Arr, they trade down to 12. <laughs> they move down six spots. They pick up. Pick 34. Yeah, they moved some other mid-later picks around, third, fifth round, moved around the board, whatever. We're just going to focus on that they got 34 by moving down six spots. At number 12, the Detroit Lions shock the NFL world and select playmaker Jameer Gibbs, running back, a.k.a. weapon, a.k.a. hashtag 
faster than JMO. And we already know that he's hashtag JMO fast, so that's crazy. This was incredible. I still have mixed thoughts. I can't wait to see him. Chops. Jameer Gibbs is a Detroit Lion. What say you? Okri, shock of shocks. If you guys remember a couple of weeks ago when I came on the pod with Logan and he was talking some Bula Bula about taking Bijan <laughs> at 18 or 6, and I was like, no way, no how. Nope. And here we are on the clock at 12, and the Lions select running back Alabama, Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> and I looked around, and I think I texted you and said, huh? What? <laughs> wow. Uh... Yeah, I was I was uh, I was pretty shocked by this pick, uh, and I did not love it. Um, I did not love it for our Detroit Lions. Um, I think we went. I went on record again saying like we already had our two running backs. We didn't need another one. Um, so I was I was. This was kind of a head scratcher uh, the night of. However, um, I've had some time to digest, uh, dive into it a little <laughs> bit. We followed that up by trading uh, Swifty Shifty and uh, or Shifty Swifty, whichever way you like it. And got some future assets for that. So now I'm 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 on board with this pick, man. I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, on, okay, man. I've got Gibbs, I got Dimani. I said you're like you mentioned on the on the uh, opening here. I'm not calling him a RB. I'm just calling him a weapon. He's a weapon because the dude took 77 snaps as a wide receiver last year. Ben Johnson is going to go absolutely nuts with this guy on one side and hashtag JMO Fast on the other. It's going to be amazing. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Gotta like that positivity after we first heard it, and it was simply this. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> we were not a fan, so um, I, I like where you're heading with that. Now, if, if you thought that was something, the Detroit Lions came back at 18. You know, we got, we got other players on the board looking to add nasty defenders. We're looking to add, you know, uh, who knows what after the Jameer Gibbs pick. The Lions step to the podium and take inside linebacker Jack Campbell from Iowa. Chops, what do you think? Oh, Okri, if I was not happy with the Gibbs pick uh, at 12, then, you know, my initial thoughts on the Jack Campbell pick at 18 was probably even worse <laughs> because I did not understand this pick at all for the Detroit Lions. And the funny thing is that early in the offseason, before we had re-signed Anzalone, I was big on linebacker. I'm thinking Trenton Simpson. I'm thinking Sanders. I'm thinking somebody there. And, you know, then we re-signed Thor, and I'm like, okay, linebacker's off. And no, the Lions just were like, hey, this is a buck-kiss winner. This guy had 265 tackles in the, his starting years of Iowa, 140 in 2022. The guy had sacks. The guy had tackles for loss. He's got interceptions. He's got pass breakups. He's got fumble recoveries. And they were like, hey, you know what? We can't pass on this guy. Clearly, his RAS score was up there. It was at that 9.9. .9. He was the best interior linebacker on the board. The next one didn't go until the third round. So they were super high on him. And I thought back about it, and the more I think about it, and, Oker, I want to ask you a question. What was your initial reaction when we re-signed Thor to a three-year deal? Um, I I didn't like that, obviously. I, I do like the fact that while you were talking, I just thought that if you really piece them together, two out of our three linebackers are this. Rodrigo! And... Fabio. <laughs> so, so that's something. Um, but I, 
here's where I'm at with it, man. I feel like I, I'm, I'm giving you the floor here, but I feel like I have no doubt that Jameer Gibbs is going to be fun to watch and wow the crowd. I, I feel like I need to see Jack Campbell in an NFL game and how he moves, how he attacks football, how he covers when he's asked to do so. And I'm like in the middle right now if I'm going to like be ho-hum or kind of down on this or if I'm absolutely going to love it. And you know why I might love it, Choppy, is because what do I preach on this show and talk about since I've learned uh, a little bit here in the scouting game the last handful of years? character matters jack campbell is that high school football captain that wears the same you know denim button up with the same tie he doesn't care about anything else but football he's in the weight room 24 7 nobody has a bad word to say about him and they absolutely love this guy and i think he can be a legend here in detroit from a character mentality blue collar standpoint and I think he's got enough to get it done on the football field at a position of need, as you said. So I'm coming around on this one. Yeah, yeah, me too, Okri. And so to kind of circle back to my question, you and I were both, when we re-signed Thor, we were like, really? Like, I mean, he really, he played good the second half of the season, but I was not loving that pick at three years. Well, this to me solidifies that re-signing, and that tells me that this guy is going to be the guy um, by if not by the middle of next year, by the by 2020, in, then in 2024, because they used a high value asset on him. Clearly, he was the number one interior linebacker in the draft. Everybody in the NFL agreed. Um, you know, humor into when you this guy was going to be gone in the like 2022 20, range if we didn't take him. So. You know, in my opinion, we got the best interior linebacker in the in the draft. So you can't you can't shake your head at that. So I know I just went on a rant. You asked me a simple question. I got about two minutes of, of content in there. I'm going to save some more of my takes because we're going to get into some of this counter arguments. Oh, he would have been gone. Oh, what's the contract position? We're getting into that here in a bit, but I'm going to throw to you pick 34. The Lions snagged a very high third pick in a second round resource moving down six spots. Did I mention that off the top? Yes, I did. Hell of a move by Brad Holmes at pick 34. The SOL people will tell you, oh, a linebacker, a running back, and now a tight end? Sam Laporta from Iowa? Like, hey, I, I like this pick. It was a glaring need on the offensive side of the football. He can do a lot of things. Hell of a good character guy, too. What would you think when they ran this one up to the podium and, and brought this guy in? So again, my initial reaction, not as bad as what it was when we drafted a linebacker at 18, but um, I was not happy with this pick. I was in the camp of, listen, I got BC Brock, uh, that stands for big something, Brock Wright, and your boy James Mitchell, who we drafted uh, last year, I was ready to let those two battle it out for the starting role, um, but you know, we traded, you know, we traded Hawkinson, the tight end production did not decline, but this guy is just a Dan Campbell guy, man. Like he can, he can, he can play in line. He can play outside. He can play slot. Dude's a beast after the catch. And again, like 
this is something that we have lacked for a long time. So I know he's got some drop issues that he's got to clean up, um, but I don't think that's going to really hinder it. He's a four-year starter, 1,700 yards, averaging 11 yards a catch. Like, this guy is going to be all over the field with Ben Johnson, as you like to call him, Ben Genius, loving this guy, moving him around, confusing defenses, and then letting him cook after the catch. So I was not high on it, but man, the more I watched it, the more I saw about it, the more I'm thinking about it. I am liking Laporta as a tight end for the future, the next four or five years. I appreciate the shout out. I don't know if we've said Ben, ben Genius on the show. There may be a t-shirt in the works at some point, maybe through our boy over that notorious DET at some point. Um, also, like these Kool-Aid gimmicks, Choppy, I mean, they're getting used a lot. Like the things we say on this show are kind of out in the uh, Detroit sports uh, radio atmosphere and, and different media part. I mean, uh, I think people are listening, which which we know there are definitely, uh, you know, the people out there and many others that are listening. And the people consist of the millions. But please g- g- give us credit, at least for the Kool-Aid gimmicks that we come up with. Ben Genius is a classic. Um, l- let me just say one thing about Laporta. Like, he's another guy that I think people are going to love once they see him in this offense, when they see him moving chains, scoring touchdowns, moving all around the field, as you said. Um, so don't look at just the position on him. He can do a lot of things, and he's a great character person wants to be here they love what he can do before and after the catch and uh i am a proponent of that player in that pick um not as much so as this next one choppy how many times do you hear me bring up the name brian branch i said it i would have taken him in at 18 i love this guy up down and uh, all over the place for his character the way he tackles the way he is smarts all those things you look for so Rather than echo that, you had to be fired up when Brad Holmes says, hey, I'm not sitting here at 48. I'm going to trade up with the Cheddarheads, with the mozzarella sticks. They're going to, for some reason, let us get up to 45 and take this stud, this absolute beast of an intelligent. This is the key of a football player to me. Brian Branch, safety, DB, nickel, corner, whatever you want to call him. Alabama. What'd you think about this when you had to love it? Okri, this is the part of the draft where the choppy radar went off the Woo-wee! charts. That's right. And let's give it to him live, baby. Woo-wee! I was over the moon that we traded up and got Brian Branch. Man, I was ready to take this guy at 18. I was ready to take this guy at 34. And I am so happy that they actually went and did it here at the 45 spot. This kid is ridiculous. I am I'm calling it now, Oakry. Brian Branch is going to be the next CJGJ. They're going to move him all over the secondary. He's going to play corner. He's going to play nickel. He's going to play safe. He's going to be everywhere on the field. The kid is so versatile. This kid is so versatile, by the way, that he returned a punt for a touchdown last year. That's how versatile Brian Branch is, okay? The instincts are high. The IQ is crazy. He is a heat-seeking missile when it comes to tackling 175 tackles in three years at Bama. Just ridiculous. Now, people, he's not the ball hawk that Kirby Joseph is, but this guy is a damn good football player. He is the kind of guy that is intense, he is passionate, and he is the kind of player who will be a team leader, if not captain, on defense for years to come. Brian Branch, Detroit Lion, love it! 
Kool-Aid drinkers, did you happen to catch the Lions versus Cheddarheads on NFL Network where he went into their house and snatched the playoffs from them and retired smug? Did you see Kerbo snatch two picks, one that counted? This guy is so swaggy. Chops, as you said, Branch is a different player. This is more of a like a grittier, grimier GQ where he's going to be all over the field, smart, cerebral. Um, I, I I just like this on so many levels. And, and here's the thing I want to say real quick on it. If this guy isn't all over the field year one, calm down. We have CJGJ. We've added to the secondary. So this is a guy that can get in here, do a whole bunch of things to help the team, but maybe not be out there as much. And then years two, three. Four, five, six. This is probably a two-contract player for our team. And I love everything about him, especially where we got him at 45 overall. Incredible. And Chops, we could just we could just do this all day. This is like our first segment, and this could be the whole show. But it's not. We got plenty more, but we got another pick. We're going to end on this one because it was so glorious. You were even on board, which shocked me. I was calling it out. I got you on board before it was made. With the 68th selection the detroit lions select hendon hooker quarterback tennessee tell me why you're on board we know you've been on a train we know you have also mentioned this guy's name what's going on at the quarterback position i loved it i'm gonna tell you why later in the show Okri, if you if we were on YouTube right now with the video on, you would see me doing the happy dance because woo! Hendon Hooker is a Detroit Lion. I have been on the Hendon Hooker bag wagon for months leading up to the draft. I am so happy that we got this guy. This is an absolute steal, steal, steal in the third round this guy was gonna win the heisman trophy before he hurt his acl this guy was ridiculous in college he protects the ball he can throw he can run he is insane he led football college football with a 9.53 yards per pass attempt the dude can sling it it is ridiculous and guess what we are the perfect 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 fit for Hendon Hooker. That's three perfects for the third round pick of Hendon Hooker because he can sit back, he can heal, he can use the cerebral brain of his to soak in all that knowledge from JG16. In 2024, he can back up Jared Goff and then we can make some decisions, baby. Maybe this guy's ready to be the starter. We plug him in and for years to come, he's taken us to playoff wins. It is the perfect pick, the perfect quarterback. Everybody was clamoring about those other top four guys. I was on this bandwagon of Hendon Hooker from day one. I could not be more excited about it. I have to take a breath because I'm about to pass out. <laughs> oh, my God. everybody, that is coming from Jared Goff's number one fan, a guy who has posters on his wall and possibly ceilings of JG16. This is a guy that had the audacity to say this, I don't know, to me when we got in an argument about his favorite quarterback. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the <laughs> Goff train. You're <laughs> off, bro. You're off. And I just want to say for the record, simply this. I don't hate him. I don't. I don't. But I love Hennon Hooker for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Getting him at 68. 
trading down, acquiring this player. Like, there's just so much to like about it. So between the way this draft progressed, the five names we just named off, the Detroit Lions got so much better, instantly better, where they can uh, add to a team that was already on the rise. I mean, that definitely seemed to be their approach, and I think everybody came around to... We got five damn good football players there to start this draft for sure. Yeah, Okri, listen, like I said, I mean, the initial reactions to some of the picks were kind of like, you know, head scratchers, as some people said, like, were the Lions crazy smart or were they crazy stupid? And, I, you know, I've seen all this debate on Twitter. I know we're really going to dive into it. Is You know, might be a good transition into that. But, like, dude, the, like, look at this draft and tell me that, Every single one of these guys could have been an 18 to 25 play pick. Like I saw mock drafts with almost all these players in that range at some point in time. Yeah. Like, and this was through the first 65 picks or 68 picks. So we got tremendous value. We got tremendous players. Um, we are arguably the best tight end in the draft. We got arguably the best linebacker in the draft. We got, you know, arguably the most, uh, I don't know. I would say, the most complete running back in the draft with the way that he can catch the ball, like three down back. Like, dude, we just got so many ball hawks and then don't even forget about Brian Branch and then my boy Hendon Hooker. Like, just ridiculous, ridiculous top five picks for the Lions. I am so on board with these guys and I cannot wait for preseason football. All right, Choppy, so here's the thing. We're going to get into it right now because before we get our great commercial sponsors in again, this is literally the first time me and you have chatted since you got back from a vacay. You know I get all hyped around the NFL draft. You know I've got opinions. I've been tweeting them out. I've been having a few battles, but also just trying to get people to think about this. So I want to get into this first thing before our commercial break, and then you got to stay tuned because we're talking about Chops as quarterback after the break. I'm talking about long-term impact as well as quick turnarounds for a lot of these players. So much more to do. But I want to get into it right now. And it's the great debate on Gibbs and Campbell. We kind of touched on it here and there. I want to put it simply to you, Choppy. There has been a narrative since these picks of the 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 faction of people, the, the folks out there that say... Well, we love these guys. I mean, I think that's Dan Campbell's stance. I think that's Brad Holmes' stance. I think that's many Lions fans' stance. Well, they love these players. doesn't matter where they took them. doesn't matter what resource they spent on them. They love them, and it doesn't matter. I'm happy we have them. And then there's a whole other group of folks out there, call them what you will, some analytical, some not, they're going to tell you about it does matter where you take a player. Position value is important. Contracts matter. Um, positions on your team have more importance than other positions. It's not flat across the board. Choppy chop, I'm throwing it to you. I'm very curious what you think about this whole debate, this whole argument, because you know I have takes, which I'll give, but I also have a hot take that I would like to do once you're finished. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Okri, yeah, I've been kind of monitoring the Twitter, and of course the whole world is divided. The Lions' den is, you know, 
how could we do, you know, some of people are like, oh, I love it. It doesn't matter what they do. I love it because I love my team. There's others that are like, what the heck are we doing? Running back at 12 is insane. No one should ever be taking a running back in the first round. Um, you know, a linebacker at 18, what do we, that's not even the type of linebacker that plays in the NFL anymore. Like, I, I see all these arguments back and forth. And really for me, I mean, I, you know, I, I hate, I don't want to pull a Logan Lamrandier on your ass, <laughs> but I'm kind of in the middle, right? Like, I appreciate the value discussion i appreciate the whole not drafting a running back in the first round but this is the way i've been looking at specifically on gibbs right in my brain i say choppy here's the deal (laughs) would you rather have gibbs and laporta by the way or devin witherspoon because that was the reality the lions were going to take devin witherspoon if he was there at six they were out on Jalen Carter. He was off their board. Okay. He wasn't off my board, but he was off their board for whatever reason. They've got the they've got the inside info. So to me, if I go and say, man, would I rather have Gibbs and Laporta or Devin Witherspoon? Uh, I'm taking Gibbs and Laporta. So that's the way that I'm looking at it. Yes, I, I think it's it's hard to pay your 12th pick. You know, your 12th pick in the draft is going to get a decent salary. I think by year five or year four, he's going to be in that like eight to 10 range, which is high for a running back. I get that. But I I like this pick. I, I think it's the right thing. It was the right thing to do. All right, so, so so where do I go from there? Do I go 50-50 like you and Logan or, or mostly Logan and now you're doing that kind of as a cop-out? Or do I – do I? this is this is a gimmick I want to do on the show. They do this on another pod I listen to and it always makes me laugh and you kind of did it. But it's like when I when I go to myself, self, what, what do you think about this pick? Uh, I, I say to myself – Everyone knows Jameer Gibbs is going to be fun to watch. Everybody knows he's dynamic and electric. Like, we get all that. Like, and then that's all great, but I don't draft based on who's most fun to see on Sundays. I, I know he's fast. My, my whole thing is that I lean more towards these positions do matter. They are important. You can't just like go in like this is your fantasy draft and in round one you take Pat Mahomes and everyone looks at you like you're crazy and you're like, but Pat Mahomes is good. He's a good quarterback. It's like, but we don't take quarterbacks in round one of fantasy football, right, Choppy? Exactly. I got to always coach you up because you don't know what you're doing. But um, th- my point is like no matter how good Jameer Gibbs is, it's going to be very hard to be worth 12 overall the money the position his stats he's gonna have to stay like ultra healthy to be good enough so that's my issue all you people out there that are telling me oh rankings mean nothing and nobody knows anything except brad holmes and company and and who cares what you would do and this and that it's like we can all have our opinions but NFL GMs get it wrong all the time. We only have so much info as fans, experts, media personalities, whatever. But we can all have our opinion on who they should have taken. I didn't have a running back on my board. I wouldn't have taken a running back at 12. I don't care how fun he will be on Sundays or, or how much you want to buy his jersey and whatnot. I wouldn't have done that for a multitude of reasons. You can say that those are all wrong, which is fine in your opinion but there's just so many things that kind of go against the first two for the position value so instead of 50 50 i lean more towards i would have went in different directions the only or the side i'll give you is like i'm always going to be hype up on my team and i can't wait to watch these guys now i'm going to take a quick short breath but i'm coming right back at you with my okri hot take and this is the reverse position value argument that i recently thought about 
Choppy, what's one of the lowest positions in the NFL when it comes to the fifth-year option? Uh, that would be running back. Running back. Well, what's another one that might be kind of inexpensive or, or where guys don't get these ultra paydays unless you're just all-world elite? That would be linebacker. Exactly. So if we want to talk about position value, what about if the Lions are trying to do it in reverse? Yeah, maybe we pay a little more now. Maybe we look foolish come draft day. But down the line, when Jameer Gibbs is a ball player, when Jack Campbell's the captain of this defense, and you have to re-sign these guys, Jameer Gibbs isn't a guy with a lot of tread off his tires. This isn't a guy you're going to run into the ground as a running back. This is a flash and dash player. So, Chops, I'm here to tell you these guys could both be two contract guys. The Lions could use position value in reverse and be able to easily resign these guys rather than a quarterback fifth-year option, which is going to be out the moon no matter where you take him um, when it's all said and done. So, so maybe this is a sly move. I gave you a lot there. I'm fired up. I can see all arguments. I'm still a little frustrated. I can't wait to see these players. But maybe the Lions are doing the reverse okey-doke on everybody. Okay, the other factor in that is the whole DeAndre Swift trade, too. I mean, he was the he was in his fourth year. He was going to be a free agent. And they viewed Jameer Gibbs as a younger, hopefully healthier, and uh, I'd argue more dynamic running back than DeAndre Swift. So Chops. it gave them the opportunity to ship out a, a guy who's going to be a free agent to lock in a guy who, for the next four or five years. So, I, I again, Brad Holmes is playing 3D chess, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to think that I'm playing chess, not checkers like some of those other idiots. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Brad Holmes is on a whole other level. So I like, the re- I like your take. I like the reverse position value take on Gibbs and Campbell. Um, and I think that while the Lions have seemingly – uh, had a very high value on running back uh, draft-wise, more more so than any other team in the NFL. Um, I think these guys know what they're doing, and they've got a plan. And he's already proven that he's not just thinking about this year. Exactly. And I was going to jump on in on you because you brought up a good point about Swift. They basically flipped him for a brand new Swift. You know, like when you're kind of when your lease runs out on your car, but you're able to flip it just that last few months before it runs out for a brand new lease and a better car um, at the same price or less. That's basically what they did. I thought they got a better player, uh, less hurt player, a guy that's more dynamic for, uh, you know, just a redo and they did the same with Sam Laporta they went ahead and moved TJ Hawkinson took that pick moved around the draft board went up and got what they think is a better TJ Hawkinson from the same school that could do more things that doesn't have as many other things going on on and off the field maybe and and they're very happy with those two upgrades is what I think happens so I I think it is very sly I think Brad Holmes obviously knows better than we do. He meets with these guys. He has all the medical. I give him all the credit in the world. But please, on Twitter, when you hit me up at Derek Oakery or at Chops in the D, don't tell me we have no clue. Don't tell me all these people know nothing because people can read, people can listen, people can watch film or highlights and can tell you their opinion. And that's all it is. So, Chops, we're going to our commercial, but I just want to give the people. What were your live picks? Again, we don't know anything. We're clueless. The only people that know are, are the Lions and the other 31 NFL general managers, right? When me and you sat on our couch, I gave people my live picks. 
the live choppy picks while you're on a ship, while you're enjoying time with your family, your kids, everything that's going on. You picked Lucas Van Ness, Porter Jr., Brian Branch, the kid from Northwestern, Hendon Hooker, offensive guard, Savala. You, then you double-dipped on guard and went Voorhees. And then you got your boy in the early seventh round, BFW. <laughs> like, I mean, again, we barely have any of the information. You were able to make all those picks and make the team better. So it's, it's not brain surgery, people. Oh, great. Listen, you know, and I, I didn't get a chance to respond to your early jab at me for uh, being on the family vacation. But hey, listen, I'm sorry, but if I have to choose between sitting in my basement in front of a laptop or sitting out on the deck of a beautiful JW Marriott in Miami at eight o'clock at night <laughs> with my laptop watching the draft and the sun setting in the background, my kids swimming in the pool, 85 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, screaming from the top of my lungs when the lines are choosing picks. Um, I'll take the second one. And my counterpoint is you could have done that on May 5th, you know, April 5th, uh, you know, any other day of the year, basically, than this whole thing we've been leading up to for our football team, where people wanted to hear what you had to say. Um, but I picked up the slack, as I normally do for you and for all the Kool-Aid drinkers out there, got them some Thank content, you. gave them some takes, some opinions. I mean, that's that's I'm kind of the rock of the show, you know, kind of the cornerstone of this whole thing. But but you bring some funny bits and whatnot. So I, I let you come on the show. But let's let's get our commercial in here. We got amazing sponsors that keep this thing going. We appreciate all you guys checking those out. And Choppy, we went about 30 minutes, but the people want to hear what you got to say, kind of. And they want to hear me rant and rave, which I've done better on this show. I got to say, I was a little off my game on a few shows here recently, but I feel like I'm bringing it today. I'm a little bit fired up. I'm a little excited. And we got a whole second half of this show to do, Chop. So how about we get our sponsors in and come back and tear this thing up? Let's get those fantastic sponsors in. Let's get some shout outs to the Twitterverse afterwards. And uh, let's keep drinking in that Kool-Aid. And let's talk about my favorite topic, my boy, JG16. And now the hashtag golf train has another little caboose on the back in uh, Mr. Hooker. Everybody, hashtag what Choppy said. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Detroit Kool-Aid Trinkers, the loyal, the diehards out there. We are back from our commercial break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Let, let, let me do you a favor. I know you probably got a double-fisted one over there, but let me fill up that glass real quick so you can uh, do this. Drink it in, man. 
We are here on the Kool-Aid cast. That was a fun 30 plus minutes on the front half. Me and Chops could do this all day, every day. We know there's a million Lions pods out there. We know people are giving you the same opinions. There's some great ones out there. There's some not-so-entertaining shows out there. Um, Again, we know that lots are listening to the Kool-Aid cast and stealing some of our stuff, which is cool. We appreciate it. It's a form of flattery, right? But we also try to bring you guys new, interesting, entertaining content. And there's nobody better to do it with than at Chops and the D Chops. Where can people hit you up on Twitter before we get this thing rolling? Okri, the people know that you can find me at Chops in the D, all one word. And sometimes I like to capitalize the C, and I capitalize the D just for fun, dramatic effect. <laughs> Hashtag Choppy Likey. <laughs> Chops, what was that Twitter handle again? What is your name? It, it, does it matter what does my name it is? You knew it was coming. You didn't want him to go to it. But uh, everybody, I mean, go give Chops a follow. He's uh, hashtag hop choppy hockey. Uh, again, we don't even want to get into what happened to the Detroit Red Wings uh, a day or two ago, depending on when you're listening to this. They got jobbed again. Um, but Stevie Eiserman has a plan. He's going to do his thing. There's always hashtag what choppy said uh, when he's right. Usually that doesn't show up when he gets it totally wrong, which has been known to happen as well. Um, but he's always putting out good content. We do try to share the show and, and and have some good back and forth with the people. So I don't have any like Twitterverse shout outs, but I just want to say a lot of you saw that I was putting out some things that we talked about on this pod. Hey, think about this. What about this part of the pick? And a lot of people reacted. I mean, a lot of the... It doesn't matter except for what the Lions think. A lot of the, uh, hey, that's a good point. Uh, We'll see what happens. You know, a lot of that was going on back and forth. And that's all fun. You know what I mean? I'm always going to support my team and drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. But um, I do like to have a a brain and have some thoughts and also – talk through things with with the people on twitter and the loyal listeners of the show so totally appreciate that a lot of you guys are doing the detroit kool-aid cast fantasy league which we're getting going chops you, you boycotted for years you can't be bothered with anything else i mean you're big time you're too busy i mean you don't want to be there for the people i mean gosh i had to tell bo de frisco today it's not that hard all you're doing is making a football pick is there any way that we maybe, 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 I doubt it's going to happen, people, squeeze you into the Kool-Aid cast draft and then you you just fumble away and finish in last place like you normally do or no? I mean, listen here, uh, Okri. <laughs> if it, you, you have about as good a chance spot, of people. getting me on that fantasy football squad as Bo DeFrisco does <laughs> of making a good pick in, uh, in the good old reality sports online draft. Um, I believe with like the 18th selection, he took a defensive player. So, uh, Name Jack Campbell. <laughs> Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. Campbell. Campbell. Who's a great Surprise guy, back, by the way. Anyway. And we hope he yeah. tears it up for the Lions, but not a very good fantasy pick at that point. And people, I tried, but I knew it was going to be a no because I've literally asked Chaps to be in multiple other leagues for the past eight to 10 years, I would say. And the guy can only do one league now, I guess. He, he's confirmed himself to one league with some old buddies. You know, he's tired of getting beat by me. He did join one of my big 32-teamers, so we have that going. But he will not do any more, so don't ask him. Um, so, But I'm going to have fun with the people. We're going to do it again. I'm commission of about 15 others, so I make it happen. Love fantasy football. So, Chops, we could talk about that. We could thank 
the loyal listeners all day long. We could talk about tweets and reactions, but we need to talk about one thing here on the back part of the show to kick us off. And that's your boy, Jared Goff. <laughs> like, I want to talk about JG16, as you lovely call him, and my guy, Hendon Hooker, the recently drafted from Tennessee. Now, you say you love this, you laid out why, it's actually pretty shocking to the people. Before I kick it to you, I just want to say one thing and then give a hot take. My my one thing is that this is a great fit for this team and what we currently have with your quarterback is Hendon Hooker. My hot take is that I feel like the Lions took this player maybe not with the thought that this is the franchise or this is the next guy or this is going to be an all-world quarterback. I think they took Hendon Hooker right now to finally, finally have a QB2 of substance, a guy that is talented, a guy that has all the attributes you look for, and doesn't even have to be the starter. That's a valuable piece on a team. We've went years and years where it's Matt Stafford and some guy from the bowling alley. So whether Hennon Hooker becomes incredible and kicks your boy out of town and becomes the face of Detroit sports on the gridiron, or if he's just a hell of a number two, a guy that can come in and win you ball games, do everything you need to do on the football field, and be a hell of a teammate, I think they value that, I value that, and that's why this pick is so great. It's golf insurance, it's a future for this team, it's leverage, it's adding another good guy, another good football. I could go on for days. It's so good. What do you got to say about the golf insurance and this combo meal that is golf and Hendon? Okay, before we get into that, I have to just like, I, you know, I'm shocked right now. I'm I'm absolutely shocked. I thought that your take was going to be like, oh, Goff is going to play in 2023, and then we kick his ass to the curb, and Hooker's the man in 2024. So I am absolutely shocked that you have finally opened up your eyes to the reality, the Lions' reality that I, the original conductor of the Goff train, hashtag Goff train, have been talking about. Listen to me. I'm telling you, the Lions are working on a contract extension for Jared Goff right now. People, take it to the bank. It's happening. There will be a contract extension that will lock him in for 2023, 2024, 2025, and possibly a team option in 2026. Just be ready for it, people. It's there. It's coming up. He's going to sign it because these contracts for quarterbacks are going absolutely bananas. Now, that that is out of the way. I could not agree with you more, Derek Oakry, about <laughs> drafting Hendon wow. Hooker to be the guy who can fit in if God, if something happens to golf. God forbid the guy goes down with an injury. God forbid some, you know, something happens. We need to have a good number two. I do not want to have a playoff caliber team that is just completely in the dumps because we lost our quarterback. I don't want it. I want to have an elite team that has a quarterback that can come in and win me games if Goff has to miss a few. Like, we have not had this. I can't even tell you the last time we had this. And this is the perfect opportunity. He's an older, mature guy. He is, yes, he's coming off an injury. He needs time to heal. All right. That, so that narrative does not work for 2023. We're probably going to still have to rely on Sudfield or maybe somebody else. 
in the interim. But this is the guy. He is going to push Jared Goff. He's going to learn, and he's just going to be a damn good football player to complete our quarterback room for years to come. Perhaps the the folks out there know I like to respond in sound bites. So I got to say simply this. Wow. Hold on. I can do better than that. Ribble, hit it. Wow. 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 And you'd think I'd be done, but I'm not because I want to reiterate this about Jared Goff. I don't hate him. I don't. I also want to say this. Ben Johnson, I love you. Ben Johnson, you are my hero. (laughs) So I just want to get all that out of the way off the top because you say I've come around. You say I can't board this train, whatever. I gave you the hot take and, and you added the spice that I'm. It was hard for me to go there, but I'm getting dang close. Extend Jared Goff. Make it Goff and Hooker. Hooker and Goff. Like, I think that these two can be a combo meal at quarterback. You can pay Goff what he's, you know, worth, which isn't top, top, top money, but is good money. You can have this rookie contract. And then you're not going into a season going, oh, one injury, the guy's out eight to ten games, our season's over. You could just plug in the next guy and let the best man win if, not saying it's going to happen, but it's very viable, if your boy starts to go downhill, not make plays, throw, I don't know, very questionable, wobbly spirals. Hey, kid's been looking good in practice. He's been balling. His teammates love him. Sub him in. Sit your boy down or maybe move him out at that point. So, so many options, so many beautiful things with this golf insurance. Um, I'm at peace. Just like, again, not to bring it all the way back to fantasy football, but when you're in these 32-team leagues, I need two quarterbacks. I can't have one good guy and then a bumski in case something happens like last year when Matt Stafford went down and cost me a championship. So now I got two quarterbacks that can do some things. The Lions got two quarterbacks that can do some things. Two quarterbacks is better than one. We now have it and let the best man win both now and in the future. And if your boy wants 45 to 50 million and we don't want to pay, peace him out, hand in your in, and along we roll. The Detroit Lions are now set for probably the next decade. I feel great about it. Agree. The key word to that, everything you just said there is options. Options, options. I gave (laughs) it to you triple, triple options because (laughs) this, again, Hooker just gives us that flexibility, right? Like you said, I don't envision that Jared Goff is falling off. The next three or four years, I think, are going to be Goff's prime years. So I don't see a fall off. But he could get injured. This is the NFL. These guys are getting crushed every day, all right? They're practicing hard. They're getting smashed in games. Like, he could get injured, and I want somebody who can jump right in. So, Yes, two quarterbacks are better than one. Okri, you're spot on. And, man, just think about the the Ben Johnson has so many weapons now. We have the best O-line. We've got a dynamic running back duo. We've got J-Mo Fast coming back in six games. We've got wide receivers. We have now Laporta. We have all these offensive weapons for these two quarterbacks to just get to know, build rapport with, and just roll for the next three to four years. And I'm saying playoffs every year. I'm saying division titles every year. I'm saying Super Bowl threatening to take and win Super Bowls for the next three to five years. 
Uh, I'm totally with you, and uh, just I feel so much calmer about that position now. I feel great about it. It also does let me, gives me that that want to maybe buy that ticket. Maybe ask the conductor if I can board, if there's a spot on the train. Maybe get on this moving caboose that's heading hopefully to the Super Bowl. And and know that if, if something happens, that we got to... We can jump on another train if we need to. So, um, you know, we'll have to come up with... Oh, speaking of, I haven't thought a ton about it. This hit me. I'm going to throw it out to the folks. You tell me if you like it or not. We've been known to come up with nicknames on the show. I don't know, like Big Denim, (laughs) who hopefully returns and balls out. We've been known to put Big in front of a lot of players' names and say them the way I just said them to make ourselves laugh. We also have come up with plenty of others. Hashtag JMOFast. Chops has a million nicknames. Usually they're about a sentence long, like brad i'm always open for business if someone calls and i pick up the phone holmes i think that's how it goes um (laughs) hendon hooker you know we don't want to like get into the whole last name and all that innuendo hendon you know it's what it is how about h two Oh, two H's. Again, he's wearing the number 12. You get the H2O. You got the water analogies. This guy is a very, he's got flow to his game. He's going to be throwing uh, balls that just drop like waterfall. I mean, there's some levels to it. So I think H2O is the first thing that hit me for maybe our future quarterback or a hell of a number two for the Detroit Lions. Hendon Hooker, H2O. What do you guys think? Ooh, I, 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 I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about <laughs> Wouldn't it be H2O2 because Hooker has two O's? H2O2? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, we can expand we'll, we'll workshop it. Like, like I said, it, it's not one that has, like, it's perfect, but we got to do something with the double H's. We got to do something with his game. We got to come up with something swaggy, whether he's holding the clipboard or not. So everybody will put that in the workshop, but I'm throwing H2O out there as maybe an option. Even if we got to tweak it a little bit, H2O2, that might have some legs as well. Um, but I'm glad we're both on board this new train that's leaving. Um, it's not leaving. It's heading into Detroit for 2023 and beyond, which is tremendous. Um, Chops, let's get into this real quick. Again, we could just talk about so many topics, but I want your opinion on this whole the Lions decided to just go for it right now. They decided to take players that are going to get right on the field. They took people that are going to play right away. They're going to try to win this division, win a playoff game, hell to all the future, or we'll worry about that later, Um, you know, all this stuff that people are talking about now. And again... I hate to bang on people too hard, but like all this stuff I hear from a lot of folks out there, it's a lot of after the fact type of talk where it's like, oh, I love this approach and what a what a great pick. I had somebody on Twitter tell me that that Gibbs was the top player on their board at the time and that would have been their pick at 12 too. And I was just like, I had to hit him with the ESPN. Come on, man. Usually what I send people when they send me ridiculous trades and fantasy football back to that. But uh, like, I, I'm just in this area of don't tell me now that you had this all figured out. Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell 
do seem to have a plan. It does seem to be about now. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This town is starving. They are thirsty. Hold on, people. Drink it in now. For that Detroit Kool-Aid, Super Bowl winning, home playoff game, all that. So, like, if you give that to them, they are going to just drink it in all day, every day. We try to do that on this show. But you can't be so short-sighted that you're taking players that try to get over the hump right now that also aren't going to be dynamic for you later. And I don't think that's what they think or that what will happen, but I do think it's something to be talked about. So where are you at on this whole instant impact versus, hey, these guys are not only going to be good now, they're going to be good for a long time. These are cornerstones that we picked up and that we have now on this football team. Yeah, agree. That's the key right there. I mean, these, you know, these picks that we took are four-year players, some of them five-year with that extension. So these are cornerstone players. I mean, look at the positions they took, okay? Running back, cornerstone of the offense, right? Linebacker, a guy that we know we, you know, we didn't love Anzalone replay, you know, so this is a replace for him. You're talking about Sam Laporta, who's going to be a tight end weapon. Uh, You know, again, Brian Branch, guys all over the place, hooker, quarterback depth. Like this isn't not just now, this is for the future. I think that they looked at their free agency hall and they said, okay, we got CJGJ, we got Sutton and we got Mosley. Like we are locked in for next year. That was the biggest need. We've got these three guys guys they're gonna ball out oh and by the way we also added brian branch to the mix so that helps us in 2023 and beyond they looked and they said okay we love the way that kaminsky's going we like what bugs is doing all right those guys locked in they're gonna help us this year and beyond so i don't i do not fall into under this whole realm of like this was just for need now and it's like they're forgetting about the future like these are cornerstone players, okay? And I also don't want to just sleep on Broderick Martin, on um, Sandsdale, and on Antonio Green. We haven't even talked about those three guys. And, I, I, you know, I'm pretty high on Antonio Green as a wide receiver to come in as well. So I think that they have made the perfect mix of needs for now, addressed after free agency what they did, and then, you know, handling the draft the way they did. So this is this is a whole picture move for me. So Chops, I, I normally come back at you with, I agree, positivity. You did have lots of good takes in there, and I hate to do this to you live on the show. But you said, let's not forget about Broderick Martin. I just want to ask, are you sure that I can't? Because I kind of want to. No no disrespect, Broderick, because I know you're like 330 and 6'5 and could crush me like a grape. But uh, not a big fan of that, getting a big old nose tackle, but they know better than me. You also called him Sansdale. It's Kobe Sorsdahl. Um, I, I can't believe you couldn't remember the guy's name. He's from the powerhouse known as William and Mary. I mean, um, he's got crazy bad, hair. He's a, he's a cowboy. And then you, you called my boy Tuan, Antoine Green, Antonio Green multiple times. So Tuan, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this I love that football player at seventh round. I think he can do some things. I think if he makes this roster, he could be that sneaky depth receiver and then move himself up the depth chain or depth chart um, moving forward. So um, again, hate to call you on the pronunciations, but um, you know, I like what you said. I guess that I'm more in the mode of yes, they added now, but also like. Another thing that Brad Holmes and company are doing is like, even if it doesn't come off on the surface as next level, like I didn't want to say this about your boy, Jared Goff, based on what I said about maybe a QB two for 
Hendon Hooker, but could you imagine instead of paying Jared Goff 40, 45, 48 million dollars a year? I think Hendon Hooker in the third round, you have him for four years at what an average of maybe two, three million on average, somewhere in that range without me having it right in front of me. Like, that allows you to pay a lot of other football players. So I hate to say economics plays a part in it, but it plays a part in it. So um, when you're talking about re-signing Amon Ra or ARSB, um, you know, and Penne and, you know, everyone has Jonah Jackson out the door. Who knows? You you might want to keep him around if you move some money. So I feel like a lot of these moves, they are plugging holes and getting guys that can help now but they're also like a swords doll is like a swing tackle guard now and with the projection as right tackle and last time i checked i'd kind of love to have penne on on the left side swords doll on the right you know what i mean like they're laying groundwork for things you know hey marvin jones rides off into the sunset hey there's antoine green ready to go um those type of things are being done so i think you hit on it that it's kind of a multi-tiered thing but I don't think it's all in, but I, here's the thing I want to throw back to you. You're a big stats guy. You're a big analytics guy. You want to look at numbers and this and that. Don't you feel like the Lions for the first time in a long time for us looked at their roster, identified the weaknesses, identified the holes, and identified how to spend their money and strategically attacked all those areas. I don't feel like they left anything unturned where it's like, why aren't they doing that? And you could be like, hey, well, they didn't get a penetrating defensive tackle. They may know something about big denim that we don't know. They may have um, a leam as a three tech now. And they have these other big bodies like your boy, Broderick Martin, and my guy, Big Bugs. So it's like, I feel like those are the sneaky type of plays where it's kind of, you know, moving these chess pieces around the board and saying, hey, don't... um." Look at what we did on the surface. Look at what we're going to do to be able to pay these other guys by moving people around and uh, and attacking those weaknesses instead of ignoring them like I feel like we've done in the past. Yeah, lots of breakdown there, Okri. So first and foremost, I have to defend myself. You know I am not the master of names. So thank you <laughs> from the bottom you. of my heart. Gracias. Thank you for correcting me as you do so well. I will just continue to destroy names and you will continue to correct me. What's so, the, uh, thank you what's, the what's the kid from Northwestern that you picked with one of your picks? I'm just curious. Uh, no, I like to call him Adi Adi. He's Adi Adi now. Adi Adi I wouldn't have minded <laughs> him on the Lions, but go ahead. I wouldn't have minded him too. I actually liked him. So uh, he was, I think he was one of my picks. But uh, anyway, so. Um, so th- first of all, the, thank you for that. Second of all, don't forget, Ogre, we have $25 million in cap space still. $25 million. All those signings, all these draft picks, $25 million still in cap space. So if there was something that we decided that we did not fully cover after the draft, they, they've got money to go spend. So that is another good piece that we have in our cap. And the last thing I want to respond to you is – um, you know, talking about, I didn't love this. I didn't like it. What round did James Houston get drafted in last year? Uh, that'd be the sixth. Oh, okay. Um, what, what round did Amon Ra get drafted in, in the year before that? That'd be the top of the fourth. They traded up to get him. Yeah. Okay. What round did, uh, uh my boy, Derek Barnes get drafted at as well. That'd be the next pick after Amon Ra was taken. <laughs> yeah. So listen, people. 
all you doubters, all you haters, all you guys who don't trust Brad, always open for business, Holmes. This guy knows how to find talent in the late rounds. Okay, so you may not like the name. Oh, I don't know what school he went to. I haven't drafted on this. I haven't watched much film on that. They have. So I trust them. So until they prove otherwise, until they take guys in the second or third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounds that just turned out to be total bums, then I'm going to believe that they know what they're doing and they have players. Now, am I going to be upset if Broderick turns out to be nothing and we trade it up what three picks or whatever to get him yeah i'll be a little upset i may question it and that's okay as a fan we're allowed to do that but the guy knows how to find talent late in the draft so i'm gonna trust that he got a guy who's gonna fill a hole that they need cops in that in that rant slash take he just had with your exclamatory phrase that we need to get on a shirt at some point is it right oh haha <laughs> <laughs> just kidding Hashtag choppy likey. You got too many gimmicks. How about the one that starts with M and ends with an exclamation point after the second word? Market. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. <laughs> exactly. You you hit on it all right there. I don't even need to get into it. Uh, great stuff there. I mean, gosh, choppy. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. At least not on this show. I mean, people know we're coming at you weekly. Who knows if another bonus show might pop up here or there. I'm going to be doing draft review as as well as some schedule talk with Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions next week here on the show. So much to get into. Don't tell me there's no football. Don't tell me there's too long until games. We're under 100 days. The Lions loaded up with five to six impact players, I think, in this draft. They got better now. They'll be better later. They're going to be fun to watch. They're probably going to make us look foolish when these guys ball out. And they know better than us, as you said. I'll gladly admit that, and I can't wait to see it. So, Chops, what else you got before we get up out of here? Okri, listen, I know we're running up on time because there's just so much content. I mean, so exciting. Uh, just a quick thank you uh, to you, obviously, loving the Kool-Aid cast, love being on the show. Um, to the fans, man, like I just go over the moon when somebody tags me on Twitter or tags you or tags the show on Twitter and is like, hey, I wonder what these guys think about this. And then, you know, like the next thing you know, it's getting retweeted out and people have comments and there's great dialogue. It's just so great to be a Detroit Lions fan. It's fun to be a personality in this whole Twitter world. Um, like you said, we got so many gimmicks. We can't, I can't even keep them all straight now. Like I got way too many hashtags, but I love it. And it's for the people. Uh, so thank you, Oakry. Thank you, Lions fans. Thank you, Brad Holmes. Uh, give me that whole uh, Ben Johnson, I love you clip again too, because man, thank you, Ben Johnson. Can do. Ben Johnson, I love you. Ben Johnson, you are my hero. Cops, oh, the Ben, the ben Genius is going to be rolling. Uh, you hit on all that because the Kool-Aid drinkers are no joke, man. They show up. They rep their team. They're not afraid to get in a little Twitter scrap. They show up here. They show up on the road. <laughs> they were in Kansas City for this draft ready to go. Um, that's why we do it, man. That's why we do this show, and it is fun to interact with them, no doubt. Gotta love the Amon Ra clip of him just dogging the Bears fans. 
and walking over to the Lions on the draft day and just hyping them up. It was fantastic. Love to see it. Love my boy. I'm on raw. <laughs> That's that's for you, Joey Sports Guy. Uh, you, you you may be excited about hockey now, but uh, not wait till your football team hits the field and Amon Ra starts giving it to you, his brother, anybody else in a Bears uniform. So, everybody, I couldn't have had more fun. I know you guys have been waiting to hear what Chops has to say. It is fun when you guys shout us out. So share this show with a friend. Tell them, hey, I know all these other shows are putting you to sleep and sort of saying the same old, same old. Turn on this Detroit Kool-Aid cast and drink it in, would you? Um, we drop every week, Wednesday mornings, and who knows what else might pop up on the feed. So for me, for Chops, at Chops in the D, that's what we got. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Hashtag Chubby Leggy. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.